It's time for another episode of the Cultural Hall, uh, joined by Mr. Mayor. And this, as I understand it, uh, the last episode for a while? Probably. Um, at least two weeks, maybe three. I don't okay. I don't know the answer to that. I will do a hear him uh, in this episode, and I will have one available for Thanksgiving. Um, you can post whenever. Love it. Love it. Yep. It will probably be its own, just so you know, as you build it, it will be its own episode. So you might be able to be a little bit uh, elongated, oh, a little more well, thoughtful, if you would like. Okay, In fact, well, do that. That we'll, pl- we'll publish that on Thanksgiving morning. So take up to 10 minutes. I will take up to 10 minutes instead of my four to seven that I usually. Yeah, do. yeah, yeah, yeah. Up to 10. Because at some point people go, yeah, he's filling time. He's filling time now. <laughs> Uh, and for people who don't know, maybe you haven't listened to the cultural hall. Uh, this obviously will be an articles of news episode, but um, Mr. Mayor, very exciting, uh, going to have a procedure. Uh, and if you haven't followed the history of this, what happened was, is in this last general conference, they um, they announced that, uh, you know, the for the strength of youth pamphlet it has changed. And so it's more on your own, you know, like how you feel about uh, various going things, with this. you know. With like, uh, you know, your piercings and stuff like that. And so Mr. Mayor has decided he is going to get a tattoo sleeve, a whole sleeve of tattoos yep, for it's a his big old procedure. Yeah, it's a big right old up. procedure sleeve on both arms. It's going to have all the, the they don't call them script, the doctrinal mass mastery. Yeah. Yeah. On my, that's what it's going to be. Yep. Two sleeves. He's getting a big um, he's going to the gas district in San Diego so it's a gas district sleeve for both arms, I think. Totally. I, is that, that? No, it's not exactly correct. It's I'm having I'm having uh, what's called a gastric sleeve. Yeah, it's the a, gas district a, sleeve where the guy says, "What? What do you want, <laughs> Mickey Mouse?" And you sit down and and you're well, like, it, "Yeah." It actually bet. is different. It, they cut out a big chunk of my stomach. It's a it's part of the it's one and, of the bariatric surgery. And they put it on your arm. No, it's for weight loss. It goes in. Goes into my stomach. Why was this? In, why was this in for the strength of youth? This seems very personal. I think this is all you're making. <laughs> <laughs> I think your 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 imagination has run wild here. Uh, it, 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 okay. So it's a, so so help me out here. It's a bariatric surgery. It's a yep. Is it, it, is it a? Is, let me ask you this: Is it a life saving procedure or a life changing procedure? In the long term, yeah, absolutely. One of the reasons that made me decide was is that i looked at the different statistics of people my weight 400 pounds about you know um you know living past 60 and it was striking how how the mortality rates just increased like crazy so so yeah not in the short term i have nothing that there is like uh hey we're gonna do this and it's gonna save your life in the short term but in the long term yeah absolutely it's life-saving it extends my life hopefully um, so I can, you know, maybe go on a, a service mission and at a temple and retire. Or I don't know. Anyway, Is that something uh, you want to do? I don't know. Okay. Uh, I, I, I've entertained that idea. I think that I would like to do that if the circumstance was right. And if my wife would like to, I think she'd be more like, I don't know. So we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. I It... it uh... The other thing that I'm curious about it in, and forgive me if I've asked you this before, but my mind has thought about it a bunch of times because knowing that you're, you're going to have this procedure done. Do you, have you sort of envisioned what your life will be like 
after? Like, are you going to be the running guy? Are you a uh, hiking? Are you an outdoor enthusiast? Are you like no, running is, is I, I, you know, in, in past I used to run. And then even when I was trying to lose weight a few years ago, I started running again and it was killing my ankles and knees and stuff. Uh-huh. And my doctor said, no, 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 you can't do that at your weight. It's uh-huh. you're just never going to, you're going to cripple yourself. So that is definitely one running. Um, uh, when the doctor, um, uh, the doctor approves it, I'll probably go to a gym, lo- local gym. There's one I was going to again, stopped mostly because it became really hard on me mm-hmm. to keep going and not because my muscles were fine and I was g- gaining endurance, but my joints and everything else were, were sure. having trouble. So I, I stopped that and I'd like to go back there because it, it was orange theory. They had a really good program. It kind of, sure. it kind of gave me a, uh, something to do. Like I hate going to the gym and going, uh, what do I, I- I guess I could lift that. Uh, yeah, that guy's on that thing. That's the one I really want to work on. But he's a. I'm just going to go over here and figure out what this machine does. You know, and then yeah. you just kind of wander around and don't get anything done. And then you find, then you, then you um, go on the sta- the the ellipticals and and realize that's hard, <laughs> even yeah. though it looks easy. And then you go, well, I leave. Yeah. Um, the nice thing about uh, it's a prescribed program, so you go at a certain time. They have a trainer there. It's a class. And then when you're done, you walk out and they tell you what to do. So I liked that. And so I'm going to do that. Um, yeah. So that, that'll, as soon as I get cleared to, to be able to, I'll, I'll do that, which should be probably February, maybe sooner. Um, I, you know, one of the things that I don't know that people realize, um, about the cultural hall, uh, the kind of group of friends, all of the different people who are on the episodes or work on various things kind of behind the scenes. There is a small Facebook group. Uh, and I think it was Annette Luthy Lyon who said, Hey, Andrew, you're having the, uh, you got the surgery coming up. I'm thinking about you. I hope that everything will be well. And everyone's favorite uh, brother, Kyle <laughs> said, Hey, you know what? If it doesn't go well, I'll save a place for you up here. <laughs> <laughs> And it was a little dark, admittedly, and I guess you have to consider that it is at least on some level a risk of a serious, you know, oh yeah, whenever you go undergo any sort of surgery that you have to to recognize, hey, you know what this this could be the end. I could shed this mortal coil at this part. but uh, but Brother Kyle, you know, affirming that he would save a seat for you there on the back row as well. I appreciated that. <laughs> So here's another story. But first, first of all, uh, I really appreciated um, Sister Lion. I don't know what. Yeah, Annette, 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 saying that. It, 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 I didn't respond for a while, partly because it made me cry, and I didn't want to type. So mm-hmm. I appreciated that. But then, of course, I laughed with with Brother Kyle. But then I have a story. I reached out to a friend from my mission, told him I'm I'm doing this. Someone I I stay in contact with, and his first story he says. I know someone who died while they were doing this. <laughs> and I'm like, now they, 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 his point was that they, they died and then were brought back and they had this cool experience. And that's it. But mm-hmm. in a text, he started with that. And then the next text kind of brought the rest, yeah. the rest of it. So at first it's like, I know someone who died during that. And, and my text to him was, Hey, I'm doing this. It's it's causing me a little bit of oh, I'm I'm a little overwhelmed I'm you know just that kind of stuff and, and he said his response to that was 
I know someone who died. <laughs> yeah. And then this just waiting ellipses as he typed out the rest of the message. Yeah. And you're like, and, and, what yeah. and so it was funny, briefly, not funny. Yeah. Then very funny. Actually, should, the whole thing was funny. I actually thought it was funny. Should I, should I do that? Should I do that sweet affirming, but not actually comforting thing that, that people like to do sometimes? Uh, what's that? Well, whatever happens, Andrew, it'll happen for a reason. Know that it's what God wanted. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, let's not do that one. So I ha- so here's something I wrote to, just for fun to send to my some of my coworkers as I was leaving because yesterday was my last day working. Uh-huh. Um, Ever I wrote no no just for two weeks. <laughs> um, the uh, the top things not to say. There's five. I wish I had ten. Sure, like I like David Letterman. Top yeah. things not to say. To someone that is having bariatric weight loss surgery. So number five. Will you, will you, yeah. Oh. Will you cue these up a little bit better? Number five. Or actually, you let me do the number okay. and then you read the thing. So, okay. so, so cue it up again and I'll, and I'll do the first number. This number is five. the top things not to say to someone who is having bariatric weight loss surgery. Number five. Be careful with all those drugs now, especially if they give you the good ones. And then you got to throw the card at the, uh, at the uh, screen. And I thought that was at the end. You. The, the shatter. Have a, oh, don't, don't you have throw a, them along the way? No, I thought it was just at the end. Maybe he does. Okay. Number four. I envy your surgeon. That takes a lot. That job takes a lot of guts. <laughs> hey. And then you got to do the thing with the collar. He, or I guess that's a little Rodney Dangerfield, but still, I know that he'd do that. Oh, oh, okay. Number three. See if you can get your doc to play some good music, like either Pink Floyd's comfortably comfortably numb or Weird Al's like a surgeon. Hey, which let's take a quick second. If you have not watched the Weird oh. Al documentary oh on Roku, God, that's so good. It is, it is absolutely 100% accurate. <laughs> <laughs> so, so awesome. Every biopic you've ever seen is parodied right it's, in this. It's, it's so good. It's so good. Although, you know, I, I, I think the part that, about his dad at least on some level, is true. I don't think his dad was in support no, yeah. of him doing I don't think he was things. abusive or anything. No, he just didn't no. like it. Yeah. Or had a wooden hand. <laughs> had a wooden hand. Uh, what, what I have found is most funny is that one of the most searched uh, like Google searches in the last couple of weeks is did Weird Al and Madonna date? <laughs> did they even want? I love this on interview. I think it was on Jimmy Fallon. And and Jimmy Fallon just to clear that up, he said, "Have you even met Madonna?" He says, "Yes, one one time backstage for forty five seconds." Yes, <laughs> and I just love that that's not what's shown in the movie. So yeah. if you haven't seen it, it's called what Weird Al the the Weird. It's called Al... Weird the Al Yankovic story. It's on yeah. Roku. Yeah, Daniel and Roku's free, so no excuse not to get it. Uh, Daniel Radcliffe plays Weird Al, and Rain Wilson plays Doctor Demento. Which oh my is heck! Equally just as fantastic. Did you listen to Dr. Mantle growing up? Of course. Up? I of mean, course. every Sunday night, yep. I was listening to, I, my parents got me in bed before 11, simply because I, and I could turn the radio on and, and listen to it. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was one time. It was on K-Bear, you remember? Because you yep. were a Utah kid. Yep, yep. K-Bear. I, yep. In fact, I interviewed Dr. Demento and told him the story about how I used to stay up and That's awesome. record uh, the Dr. Demento show onto cassette tape. And then I would take these very adult-themed jokes that were in songs and play them on my mom's battery-powered 
tape player the next day and we all the kids we would laugh this is elementary school we would laugh at the appropriate joke times because you could tell where the joke was you know but you didn't know what they were really yeah but we didn't really know what they were you know what they were referencing or what they were alluding to so number two laughter is not the best medicine propofol is (laughs) and the number one reason wait you cue it and the number one reason or number one thing yep. not to not say to someone who's having bariatric yeah. yeah we did that rough let's try it again here we go the number one thing not to say to someone that is having bariatric surgery weight loss surgery sorry i'm not doing well so let's just go and that's number one knock them dead in there <laughs> hey so. i know that you joke because you're also nervous but you'll be fine yeah i i it's. I am nervous. I, I have. I've. I. I spent a lot of time trying to tamp down my anxieties. Sure. But it doesn't change the, my resolve. There's no no change in that. I'm not like back trying thinking it back out. It's just. I think at this point, it's just a waiting game. I, I have a few days left. The nice thing is, is that tomorrow I start clearly. Oh, so let me tell you, I have a headline before we get into the actual articles and news. I have a okay. headline. Okay. And it's this. Liquid diets are a lot of fun. Nope. <laughs> nope. Started on Tuesday, my 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 liquid diet, and I'm like, I'm ready for the surgery because my brother who had a similar surgery, he said, yeah, that he, that goes away when you have the surgery because you don't want to eat anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, but yeah, so going strictly liquid diet as of Tuesday, and then I go to a 100% clear liquid diet tomorrow. So okay, okay. broth, jello. Um, I mean, that's, that's pretty water. much like water, Zima, yeah. vodka, <laughs> See, yeah, vodka. No, actually no alcohol, oh. not just because I'm a member of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but that's actually in the thing. You're not it's supposed a clear to drink liquid. Out. It is a clear liquid, but it's not, it's not, you know, anyway, so I can have sugar-free popsicles. There you go. So, it'll, so anyway, the, the liquid diet just since Tuesday, I've lost eight pounds Good for you. <laughs> Well, you. just from doing that. I mean, yeah. just so anyway, so more to come. So maybe I'll be the, the incredibly shrinking man on uh, as we for the Patreon Saints. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it'll be visible, I would imagine. Uh, fairly. I, I'd quickly. Hope fairly. My, quickly. I, I expect that's the case. So uh, on Thanksgiving, I will uh, eat a ginormous turkey leg in your honor. Everyone do. If If everyone eats just a little bit more. Uh-huh. Than what uh what I you know what they would normally eat or uh-huh. in in my honor it would it would be touching for me because okay. I'll be drinking a shake <laughs> maybe I'll garnish it even though I can't eat the garnish with cranberry up. there you go there you go <laughs> that, and but by Thanksgiving you will be post oh yeah, yeah. I'll go in on November fifteenth okay. well, I don't know when this yeah I don't know either. is actually gonna come out so this might be it probably is after my surgery so i'll probably have already but uh i go in on november 15th i stay at least one night in the hospital unless there's and i hope that's all i stay because then it means there was more um and yep and then i'll be full on into it so probably by the time you're listening to this i'll be through it and done um and have just a you know and this is this just to get a little thoughtful about this something that occurred to me recently on it is I was nervous and I was praying about it and I was just, you know, 
And uh, the, the, the metaphor of the atonement wasn't lost on me. The idea of, of changing your life and, 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 and turning yourself to a, a new life and becoming a new person that applies here physically that, and it, and it was, it was, it was quite, when I realized that it, it kind of, it kind of opened things up, opened my mind up a little bit about it, more about it, helped ease some anxieties, provide some comfort. So, and, and the thing seeing this, t- I mean, I appreciate that you take it to a spiritual level, but where my mind went is that you are going to be the guy who, um, is now able to start every talk with a lyric from the Beatles yesterday. What's the lyric? The which at the start of every talk you'll grab your acoustic guitar from over your shoulder, something that you sought after now that you have this new life, right? And you'll you'll pluck out the lyric or the the chords and the lyrics of suddenly I am half the man, man I, I used to be. That that I I will be able to I should make t-shirts mm-hmm. about that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's take an actual, uh, let me, well, let me say this real quick. Uh, this pairs in comparison, but you know what, uh, what's got me, uh, what's got me down, what I got to figure out recently, it, it's cold in the state of Utah and my feet are so dry that they hurt. Mm-hmm. If you've ever had the dry feet where you have like the shards of human skin that can cut, you know, yourself and or others, that's where I'm at. As I sit here, it just hurts. The pads of my feet are so dry and so split that I've got to figure out. And I've got one of those like mechanical, you know, shaver things that turns your feet into dust. Nope, not helping. I wrapped my I wrapped my feet in bag balm and saran wrap yesterday. Still, still just as hurting. Well, I hate to rub it in, but that's how lotion works. Mm. Do you hate to rub it in? <laughs> Dad joke. Okay, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do actual articles of news. Imagine running a small business today. It's challenging. Imaging and internet presence is an absolute must. Even with that, you're still a small star in a bright cyber universe. Now, imagine you have someone who understands how to get your site designed for your talents and then easily searched by potential clients. Imagine Lennon Design. Whether it's strictly a website or a whole package of logo creation, advertising media, and promotional materials, Lennon Design is your partner in business. They'll test the boundaries of their imagination to create something unique for you. When you need creation, affordable design, let it be Lennon Design. Call 801-699-3022 or visit LennonDesign.com. BestDJinUtah.com is a website that you need to go to if you would like to party with me. Now, just because it says Utah as part of the URL does not mean that it has to be in the state of Utah. I've traveled to such illustrious places as Wyoming, Nevada, Texas, Washington, and others, Idaho as well. If uh, if you're having an event and you think, you know what, I would love the energy, the charisma that is Richie uh, to be able to bless the event. I don't know why I said bless. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Maybe you, you yourself are getting married or has been the case multiple times this year. You are the apparent not a parent, just the parent, uh, or one of the parents, because there's multiple parents. I'm getting distracted. You are one of the parents of the bride or groom, and you think, Richie would be great to be at this event. You can hit me up, bestdjinutah.com. Be sure that you mentioned uh, that you hear it on the cultural hall. I may, in fact, even get you a little bit of a discount. Who knows? We'll see how I feel that day. It's bestdjinutah.com. Hey, friends. Dan, the laptop man from PC Laptops. As you know, there's been a huge video card shortage for computers. We have tons of NVIDIA and AMD video cards right now available with complete systems. 
Check us out right now at PCLaptops.com. Here in the second half of Articles of News, we do actual Articles of News. Hit it, Peter. You can't lose Articles of News. And before away we go, uh, I should say that at the end of this episode, we will share the hear him, and then I'll wrap out the episode. Um, just, I don't want to stress you this close to surgery. want to add any and, extra anxiety. No extra anxiety or stress. Oh, that's good. I can put that my cheat sheet away. <laughs> yeah, getting getting a tattoo is so stressful. It's so permanent. Uh, such a dumb joke. Such when a I was dumb. a kid, well, in high school, I uh-huh. was a kid. Um, so I kid. wanted to get, I I wanted to get a, a either a yin yang tattoo. Sure, you did. Or like the pro back. The back profile of like a greaser from Greece, like black leather jacket and a pompadour. Yeah. Kind of, just kind of, and then uh, I, I never did it, but I actually had someone design my tattoo. Never you know, did it. I, I don't know that I'm pro or, I mean, I don't care if you have a tattoo, so I can say that. In fact, before you and I chatted this morning, I talked to the OG, the original. The tattooed Mormon herself, Al Fox, and I spent an hour. That's a future episode. She's great, by the way. Uh, we played games as part of that episode, so people <laughs> look forward to that. Uh, all to say, I don't know what I would get as far as a tattoo goes. The best thing that I have ever thought of that would be like true to who I am and true to how I feel about life is the comedy and tragedy masks that often represent theater. But that's like the closest thing that I thought would be kind of cool. And that is so overplayed that I just don't feel like I could get it, do it, be it, support it, tattoo it, all the things. You'd have, you'd almost have to have it redesigned by someone yeah. who's really cool. Yeah. And then maybe, yeah. then it wouldn't yeah. be overplayed. And then where do you put it? Put it on your butt. Yeah. <laughs> I want to, I want to get it on my neck or in that really like, you know, obscure right on the oh, side yeah. of my eye socket <laughs> you should have one mask below each eye yeah yeah and then just kind of dripping down like like yeah, the, the little ribbons like dripping down yes. like the tears yes. Yeah. yes that is wise uh so we get into some actual articles of news uh you and i have not had the opportunity to chat or we rather did not take the opportunity to chat about what news stories uh, we're going to talk about so uh, I think maybe I'll let you go first, as I don't want to steal any of your news stories. Sounds good. I'll just do um, my the first one out of the gate is what you'd expect from me. So the Tabernacle Choir, Temple Square, but the Bells, mm-hmm. Bell Choir at Temple Square, okay. they are doing their Christmas concert November 18th and 19th. And by the way, I have a unique connection to that. My aunt, Leanna Wilmore, is the, the director. Yeah. And she was my... My, one of my my music mentors growing up so um so they will be uh yeah that's always a really fun um experience if you especially if you don't get tickets to the main one in december a really awesome christmas concert is that bells on temple square concert so it's it's november 18th and 19th um at 7 30 the, the conference center and the invitation or tabernacle choir i'm sorry the tabernacle the invitation is go hear the bells the sweet silver bells. They, they all seem, all to, seem say, to say, "Throw your cares away." Bing, bong, bing, we're ready. We're just jumping bong. right into Christmas. Yeah, listen, we don't need to apologize. Let's just get it. Let's get hey, after it. I started listening to Christmas music before Halloween, but but like earnestly the day like I call Halloween the 
uh, see everyone complaining about Christmas music too early Eve. Uh-huh. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And I call it the gateway to Christmas. Halloween is the gateway. You must go through the gate of Halloween to get to Christmas. It's the beginning of the holiday season. Mm-hmm. 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 Something completely non-Christmas related and less controversial, Mr. Mayor. <laughs> uh, the uh, the church introduces new resources for children and youth. Uh, I thought that this was interesting. For primary teachers, there's a resource preparing children for a lifetime on God's covenant path. It's a series of learning activities that can be used on fifth Sundays next year. Um, it's in the appendix of the Come Follow Me for Primary. And for parents, uh, there is a resource called Preparing Your Children for a Lifetime on God's Covenant Path. It's a series of discussion guides for talking about covenants in normal and natural ways. So a couple cool kid resources. Um, obviously, those lessons are going to circle in and around because there are the five uh, fifth Sundays in 2023, the principles and ordinances of the gospel of Jesus Christ, baptism, confirmation, the sacrament, priesthood, power, authority, and keys, and the temple and plan of happiness. So pr- pretty cool. Pretty cool that that's a resource out there for people to be able to uh, to get uh, and find it in the gospel app. What is your next story? This is coming out of East Idaho News. Okay. Com. I like them. Um, Nate Eaton and the kids. Yeah. This I don't know. It's Adam Forsgren, but oh anyway. yeah, he's very so, good. Um. Uh. So there was a an oratorio written by Kurt Bester. Heard of it. And um, previous guest Harry of the Con- cultural Corey hall. Connors, by the way. Okay. Not a previous and, guest of the. And cultural. it was performed on November third and seventh. And the reason I bring it up is I hope that they bring it down to Salt Lake and. Toy, take it on tour to Texas because I would really like to see this. It's a, it's called the Saints on the Sea. It's a, it's about a little known. We, we, we often talk about the Saints coming across the plains, mm-hmm. but often uh, some of the major trials happened with the European Saints coming across the seas even before they hit the plains. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a uh, uh, an oratorio telling the story from that point of the the story of the the crossing from that point of view and. Um, I am extremely interested in it. I've not heard it. And everything I read on here just makes me want to. I'm like, I'm hoping there's a recording out there for it. Did you know that there's a sing-along as part of it? That's how it starts. Really? Yeah. You've seen this before? Yeah. Yeah. Yo, ho, yo, ho, a Mormon's <laughs> life for I, I me. Just, I, to- I totally fell into that. I was we, believing you. And then we tie, then we wive, and we march along. Yep. <laughs> me Mormons, ye ho. We don't drink that old rum in those. <laughs> and westward we go drink up on you Mormons, you go yeah. yeah something like that thank yeah, you we for really falling good. we're not weird out we yeah not weird we're out. falling right into that i appreciate that i uh, did i fell for it i'm like yeah. i'm like you must have seen this yeah There's of course he did he wouldn't just make up some sort of ridiculous lie so he could sing a pirate song would he by oh, the way did. one day i want to perform with you in okay. the pirates of penzance okay i'll who, be who are you gonna be I'll be the sergeant, you be pirate king, and we'll figure it out every all the rest of the rules. The sergeant or the modern major general? Not the modern major general. Oh, the no, sergeant. I want to be the modern major general. Well, you can be the modern I major general. I want to have general. both information, vegetable, animal, and mineral. See, I, I, I want to I, know I, the kings of England and quote the fights I love historical. the tarantara. Yeah. Tarantara. Yeah. I've played yeah. that part many times, yeah. by the way. Yeah. No, I don't My want favorite. to be hurrah for the pirate king. And it is, it is a glorious no, thing you'd be to be the, the pirate king. Have you I want to be. What? No. I w- when I was in it, I was like pirate number 275. 
because that's how many did it in my high school. And I was just like guy who danced in the aisles. That was our high school. I have performed in that production in, in a production of that probably eight times. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, uh, almost all of them. I was the sergeant. Get out. That's awesome. Then then may you return. But no, I don't want to be. Yeah. I'm not a, I, if I could pick a, a show that's sort of older that I, uh, that it would, I would like to be a part of it'd be uh Fagan in Oliver. Yeah. You'd be great at that. Yeah. 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 And then I'd be, uh, I am Oliver. reviewing I'll, the situation. Yeah. You can be Oliver. <laughs> and when you come and ask me for more, I'll just slap you across the face. <laughs> uh, other news stories as we meander our way through this, uh, there was an article about the diesel brothers. Do you know these guys? Uh, I kind of, they're, they're on one of the networks, right? The, we're not actually uh, about what the network is about, but we claimed rights to this particular show. There's these two bearded gentlemen. And I think what they do uh, is essentially take trucks that uh, are normal and street worthy and make them horrible emissions uh, producing vehicles for the environment. And then we that, watch them. The idea of rolling coal. Have you ever yeah. heard of that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, comes from just... comes not from them, but something that they would promote. Yeah. Uh, Anyway, there's an article that's like, are these guys Mormon? The answer is yes. That's the article. But for some reason, that hit sort of the news collectors this last week. And also uh, this last week was, um, you know, the midterm elections. And so there is the obligatory article uh, about uh, Latter-day Saints who serve in either the Senate or in the House. And uh, I I found it interesting uh, maybe how many there were. Certainly all of Utah's representation uh, both Senate and House are members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, which a lot of people take issue with. But other people, Andy Biggs, Representative Andy Biggs from uh, Arizona, member of the church. They unfortunately named Mike Crapo. It might be Crapo uh, from Idaho uh, is a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Uh, Evan McMullen, who lost, uh, but was... Uh, I was you know, disappointed to see that. Yeah, I wasn't same. surprised, but I was disappointed. Same, same, same. Uh, Mark Robertson, uh, who sought election uh, for Nevada's first congressional district. I'm not sure if he won. Um, it's a newly competitive first congressional district. Uh, he went against five-term Democratic incumbent, so my guess is did not win. Um, but he is a member of the church. Mike Simpson from Idaho's second district. Wendy Norman, the Democratic candidate from Idaho's first. So we're all Intermountain West uh, as far as the members of the church who were a part of the uh, the midterm election. You know, so, I've always hoped for is a, a, a someone from Missouri uh-huh. running for governor uh-huh. but is a member of the church. Uh-huh. Last name Boggs. Yes. Well, yeah. That would be a an interesting turnaround. Yes. Well, what what? Uh, yeah, the first shall become last, and the last first in those cases. That's right. Uh, and then, uh, if you ever watch the uh, Below Deck, you ever watch this show? Nope. So it's uh it's it's also on one of those networks that's not actually about, about anything. It so it's about uh the staff on like private yachts. Uh, and they have to, you know, do the adventures with the rich people and make the meals and you sort of follow them. And they're like, that person's kissing that person or they're sleeping together or they're so lazy or, you know, all which that is the, that's just reality shows. Yeah. Nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's drama on the high seas. Uh, 
but uh, Cassie, or maybe it's Casey Fada, used to be a member of the church. And there was an article about how, well, she's not anymore. She chose the lifestyle of, of being on a reality show about the, the people being under the day. From her bio, we learned that she left the Mormon church, making it, quote, her mission to live her life defying the norm, making yachting the perfect career choice for her. And apparently she is uh, friends with Heather Gay. Uh, for people who don't know uh, that Heather is uh, of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. So maybe they they connected in their their leaving of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. We don't know. Um, but that's over on the Bravo network. If you want something terrible that you can turn your mind off and just sit and watch. And that as for me and my house, awful. we've, we've watched it before. It's okay. It's all right. Yeah. I don't like any of those. I, I don't know why I'd, I'd rather watch people fake killing each other than that, that stuff. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, all right. What, <laughs> what, uh, new story do you have my friend in Africa? And I hope you haven't covered this story before, but we'll, we'll do it anyway. And if it is fine. First, okay. uh, there was a first missionary called out of Africa's smallest mainland nation. It's and it's it's the Gambia. The actual name is the Gambia. Yeah. Um, when you and, said that, I was like, I think it's just Gambia. Yeah, but it's uh, anyway. Uh, that's uh, I looked it up. It's the Gambia. That's the name of the the. It's not just Gambia or whatever. Gambia, Gambia. I don't know. I don't know what it it's is. It's the Gambia. But here's this is why I thought it was interesting is that it's mostly a, a Muslim country, okay. And um, this the when they interviewed the elder, um, he um, he mentioned that there were 22 other members of the church in his country. Hmm. So, it, you know, I just think it's 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 it is kind of newsworthy that the first missionary called out of that little con- country is now and I just should have looked up where he was. Oh, he's being called to. The Congo Brazzaville mission. You know. His name is Elder Daniel Amako. Yep. First full-time missionary called from the Gambia or Gambia. Or, or the Gambia. Hmm. That's that's or the Gambia. Cool. Or the Gambia. Or the Gambia. <laughs> I mean, okay. We digress. Uh, I thought this was interesting because I didn't think that we made these anymore, but this hit the news. Uh, the teachings of the president of the church, remember what we would use for um, for uh, Relief Society and uh, Elders Quorum back in the day? You know, you get the book at the first of the year, and then you wish that you'd remembered to my bring wife, it. My wife sought out to collect all of them. Yeah. Because um, they've moved to digital copies, and then they weren't giving them out, so she had to go to she sent people to dis, different desert books to actually find them so we i think she's collected them all now well does she have the latest because maybe this is a great christmas gift i didn't know there was the latest what's the latest president monson his book is now uh his it's now available electronically in the gospel library mobile app it's 24 chapters including his memorable counsel and teachings among the chapter titles are reach out to rescue the call for courage and whom the Lord qual the Lord calls the Lord qualifies, uh, so you can you can find that and it looks as Get the it other ones and act in a physical form. Uh, I'm not sure that they printed any. How can I order a print copy? A notice sent to local leaders on November 9th included information about ordering print copies beginning in February 2023. Individuals may order print copies okay. for their home libraries in English, Chinese, traditional, French, German, Italian, Japanese, Korean, Portuguese. I'm sorry, Portuguese, 
Russian, and Spanish, you can go to store.churchofjesuschrist.org. Get it for your wife's birthday for her and collection. And you pre-order. I'm just kidding. Yeah. And if you buy now, <laughs> you can get President Nelson on pre-order. I will have to put an IOU in my wife's, in a in a big, huge present in a box. And, you know, because she'll want that one for sure. And it's more symbolic for life where you're just like, I owe you a lot. Thank yeah. you. For and then maybe I'll think, think to actually order it in February. Yeah. Uh, there is in uh, in the show notes a link to this, and I thought it was really great. It's worth it's worth um, looking into for a couple of reasons. Uh, there was a friend to friend that happened last week. Um, and as part of it, there is a song, an African-American spiritual titled, I'm going to live so God can use me. Um, and, uh, it's been published in 14 Christian hymnals, according to hymnary.org, but it's not in the hymn book of the church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, obviously. Maybe um, it'll be in the next one. It could be for sure. It's a great song and I encourage you to seek it out. Here's the thing that I thought was fascinating about this. Um, the, the headline of the article was what was the African-American spiritual in the friend to friend broadcast? And that immediately struck me because being someone who was raised singing choral and prepared music, I thought, I didn't think that we called them African-American spirituals. I thought we called them by another name and that that name was sort of um, grandfathered in that we could call them by that particular name because... It, does it start with a B? No, no. No, it does not. What is the what is the name? Can you say it? No, I don't want to. I don't need to. I don't need to call the. I don't need to call down the fire. But but it was a learning experience for me this last week because I thought that we could call those songs by this particular name, and I reached out to uh, Mally Junior Bonner, who I said, "Hey, let me let me ask you a question." Not start with a B. It starts with an N. Yes, and I said, "Hey, is this?" Got it. I, I thought that we could still call these this, and he said, "Probably not." Yeah. But but it was a th- it was a learning opportunity for me and I'm thankful for him being that resource for me and I want everyone to definitely know, glad you're not saying that one. On yeah, the, well, uh, and it's <laughs> and, but but to me, it's not a thing where I'm like, oh, I think that that word is acceptable in any other. And just so everyone knows, it's not like the the word right that I would know, obviously wouldn't be. But it's you know, it's 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 related to that word. Yeah, sure. Sure. But yeah. I thought it was grandfathered in because that's a particular you know, type of, uh, of music. Well, I think it's good that you're being thoughtful about this yeah. because I mean, that, that's, that's a big deal. Like it's one thing to just move ahead and do it anyway, or even just to disregard it. Right. Uh, that's stupid people changing everything politically correct. Yeah. And, and I, to a point, um, I have a hard time with just some of the political correct sure. craziness, but the, the basic concept of it is to be kind and compassionate in our language to other people. And if you yeah. do that, then you don't have to worry about anything. Yeah. Yeah. So I learned this last week that that's something that there are people who still call um, those African-American spirituals by the name that they used to be called, but that it's probably preferred not. So the more you know, this song, worth listening to. It's pretty great. It's a pretty great song. Um, and it was funny because I, I absolutely did the thing where I was like, Hey, can I ask you a question? Shoot. Okay, well, I mean, this question is, you know, like I'm not, I just need you to know that I'm just genuinely asking. I'm not, you know, I'm not being funny. I'm not lighting you up. I'm not trying to anything like that. But this is what I was told these were. And this is what, you know, this is what this is referencing it. And he's like, oh yeah, no, no, no. 
we we don't we don't do that anymore. And a and a thing I guess sort of related, uh, the women's volleyball, uh, they were supposed to play Pacific, the Tigers of Pacific in uh, women's volleyball, but they decided to forfeit. And you're thinking, what they didn't they didn't get enough players to show up to the Ward House? Nope. Uh, the statement from Mike Clock, who is the senior director of athletic communications for Pacific, cited that players were especially concerned about racial and hostile comments following an August 26 incident incident at the Smith's Fieldhouse involving Duke volleyball player Rachel Richardson. Uh, so the volleyball team has decided that is the Pacific volleyball team has decided not to play uh, the game with Brigham Young University Pacific stands with their student athletes. So I guess they went. Uh, to the coach and said, hey, you know what? We don't feel comfortable playing. And the coach said, okay, we won't. We'll cancel that game. We'll forfeit that game. So the fallout from still several months ago, uh, which was investigated and they were able to find no, you know, proof, no, hey, this is the person who did that. The FBI, as I understand it, got involved. They should have thrown the book at someone just to make everyone feel okay. Well, they did initially, remember? Yeah, I do. Yeah. And then they're like, yeah, as far as we can tell, it's, uh, it's not a thing. So, and it is, you know, it's, it's, you know, the victim, you don't want to like not believe the victim, but then sure. in the absence of someone who you can, some proof, it's hard to, to kind of go down that. So uh, it's, it's a tough one. Sure. But appreciate uh, President Worthen of BYU who immediately apologized and said, Hey, you know what? This is not who we are, which I think that can be a message. Maybe they were or just not talking about African American spirituals and they didn't know. Yeah, the yeah, give them that benefit of the doubt. <laughs> I I don't think so. What other news stories do you have, my sir? The friend? only thing I have is something I'm going to bring up, um, because I I imagine you're going to talk about it in December more. But the the giving vending machines. Oh the, yeah, the, please the no, that's a great story to bring up right here. Yeah, yeah, this is uh, the, the, here you can talk about all the details of it and everything else, but all I'm going to say is there's one close to me, within two oh, hours yeah? of me. There's Tell me, one in, there's in Houston. Okay, so I'm 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 planning on a te- going and visiting it when we go down to visit my brother for Thanksgiving, and I won't eat anything. Sure, um, but yeah, the so I, I I don't have the list of where they're obviously Salt Lake City. I'm pretty I'm pretty sure Phoenix, but you don't have know. the whole list. I don't have the whole oh, list. Give me I just a second. know I just know Houston. I've yeah, I've got it. Here we go. Give me a second. Uh, I've got all the locations. This year, more people than ever can participate as giving machines expand to 28 locations. Oh, Bris- wow. Brisbane, Australia, Calgary, Alberta, Cebu City, Philippines, Denver, Colorado, Glendale, Arizona, Guatemala City, Guatemala, Honolulu, Hawaii, Houston, Texas, as you Houston, mentioned. Houston, Texas, that's all the one I care about. Kansas City, Missouri, Las Vegas, Nevada, the Manila, uh, Manila in the Philippines, Mexico City, Mexico, Nashville, Tennessee, New York City, New York, Orem, Utah, the one that sticks out in all these <laughs> You know, the size of a lot of these towns, uh, Sacramento, California, Salt Lake City, Utah, Seattle, Washington, Washington, D.C., and eight additional cities are participating in a mobile giving machine experience. These mobile giving machines will visit the following cities for a short stay before traveling to a new location. And this was a story I wanted to bring up. Uh, it would be inappropriate for us to have the Wienermobile like Oscar Meyer, but we straight up should figure out something that people would want to get a picture taken by the giving machine mobile, something that is outlandish and absurd and people are Mormon like, oh mobile. my gosh. Yeah, but what does the Mormon mobile look like? I don't know. Just a, it's like a 
it's like a covered wagon mm-hmm. that's like the, the shaped on the outside of like a bus. Okay. Okay. I was thinking more like the 1980s Chevrolet Caprice wood paneled station yeah. wagon. That to me would be worth getting my picture taken. And it's like in pristine condition. You put the kids in the back and put the seats back. And then when you take hard turns, they can slide from one side of the station wagon to the other. Did you do that as a kid? I did. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And we 100%. climbed up in like we had we had a we had station wagons. We were climbing back and forth while we were driving. I mean, we were it was dangerous. And then uh, in one of our cars, we had we had like a a back, like there was a big shelf on the back. My brother would sleep, <laughs> climb up there and sleep while we drove. That Super was, safe. Super yeah, safe. So so safe. We look back at that stuff and go, wait, what? What? But on uh, the giving machines that you do not, ha- if you can't make it to one of those cities, by the way. Um, you can go to churchofjesuschrist.org and find out, and you can donate online. Sure, you can uh, you can participate right there. Yeah, um, it's, you, I mean it's not as fun as doing it in person. Sure, but if you can't make it, you can still donate. You can still participate in the fun of it all. Absolutely. Uh, those eight mobile cities, just so you know, the short time, the short window: Atlanta, Georgia; Birmingham, Alabama; uh, Charleston, South Carolina; Charlotte, North Carolina; Flagstaff, Arizona; uh, Gila. Valley, Arizona, Gia, Gila, Gila, I don't know, Arizona, St. Augustine, Florida, and Tucson, Arizona. Um, and this year, nearly 125 local and global nonprofits will join the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints to care for and serve millions of people in need. So, And I cool. just care about Houston. But no, yeah, I've been course. excited to participate in it. Yeah, so. of course. You, you Texas folk, that's all you ever care about. Yep, we just care about Texas. Uh, we only have time for just a couple more stories because I do, we will include that, uh, hear him here in a minute. Um, let me see. I want to make sure that I get the stories that, that, uh, are imperative that we share. Uh, David Archuleta, I'm not sure if you saw this, was all over, um, the news for an article that he did in People magazine. Uh, that he is, after three broken engagements with women and suffering suicidal thoughts, decided, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take a step back from that Church of Jesus Christ of Latter Day Saints. Gonna gonna maybe uh, not it was do obvious, that for a bit. obviously really tough decision for him. So we su- we support I support him I support him in whatever he needs to do to be healthy and and have have a a good life. So yeah. So it's a heartbreaking uh article if you haven't read this in people yet where he just talks about like there I was uh, you know there I am I'm I'm engaged to a woman for the third time and I'm trying to do the thing and I just the idea of of doing this I can't do it. I just can't do it. And so you know in addition to hurting these people, you know, emotionally obviously, but 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 also just feeling like he wasn't being his genuine self just said you know what i can't i can't do this this way anymore and um so obviously broke off the engagement and now uh has stepped away from the church as far as i could read it i it i didn't notice anything where he said you know i'm removing my records from the church but has just said that the church of jesus christ of latter-day saints is not is not the safe place for me presently. Just so. begs the question. I think we've talked about it before, and I don't have answers to it. How do we? How do we provide a place for people who may not be able to completely follow the standards of the church for whatever reason? In this case, because of of who you know his genuine self, 
and and create a place for them to to be in the church and 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 still have you know a husband if you're if you're married to a man and and not have to be excommunicated if that case is i don't i don't know the answer to it but yeah. um there needs to be a place we need to we need to figure out a way to to do it and not just state it because the great thing is over the last 10 15 years the rhetoric coming from leadership has changed everyone's welcome sure. and all this stuff and 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 that has changed but there's really no concrete anything to do about it no there's no real way like is like is there a separate organization in the church that can kind of work with um anyone who's who's progressing through the gospel i mean that's the missionary work but it's it's there almost needs to be separate because missionary works focus on bringing people into the church sure um and and there needs to be something that is maybe tied to missionary work that is for those who are working through all the different things, depending on where they're, they're going to be. I sure. don't know. It's just sure. something. Yeah. I mean, it's an interesting thing because like, you're like working through, what are they working through? You know, like yeah. imagine, imagine that if someone said to you, and I've actually had this conversation quite a bit because of uh, a, a side project that I'm working on that I can't tell you or anyone else about, but, um, but the the idea is imagine that if someone came to you when you were dating seriously your wife and said, listen, we know that you love her. We know that you were born to love a woman. And what you can do is you can either choose to only kiss her and never, you know, be married to her. But kissing is as far as you can go with her for the rest of your life. Or you can choose to be with a man for the rest of your life and yeah. and do that. I mean, obviously that's turning on its head, but you. Well, and that's what get, I mean by you, work. Yeah, yeah, you do dealing you, with. Do I stay in the church? Or do I not stay? In yeah, it? that that's uh, what I mean. But but that's the very real thing because you'd be like, oh, well, uh, I don't love men. Yeah, I love women, and in particular, I love this one. This one, and yeah. I'd like to have a life with this woman and yeah, be it's, able it's to strange place to, to learn and to grow. Truthfully. Yeah. Yeah. The, the hardest thing for me, um, and, and I welcome and, and I've actually, I've decided, and I don't know when I'm going to do this, but I'm going to, there's going to be a new feature probably in the new year for the cultural hall where we add a, a munch and mingle where we, I'm going to prepare for myself in, 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 uh, and then open up, like as just a zoom chat and talk with people about whatever, maybe once a month, maybe like the first Sunday of the month or the first, whatever of the month, and just be able to talk to people about whatever is going on. Uh, and then prepare a fine, you know, heritage Mormon recipe and eat it while I'm talking with people, but funeral potatoes got to be the first one. Yeah, of course, of course. And then sweet rolls from conferences, the second, yep. and there's several, uh, jello salad is the third, the one with, the uh, marshmallows and the pineapple and or the, the carrots. Yeah, yeah, or yeah. Cheese, yeah, cheddar gross. cheese. Do you yeah. remember that? Yeah, Jello yeah. salad yeah. with cheddar yeah. pagan. Cheese yeah, pagan. That uh, happened at at churches. Oh, I know, I know. Uh, some sort of noodle casserole. There's all the things. Um, all to say, what I what I have thought about and and have a hard time um wrapping my head completely around and would welcome. Um, the comments contact at the cultural hall.com is um, so, so 
So, so help me through this. And maybe this is how we'll end this. Walk, walk me through this because this is how I sort of understand the gospel to be the idea of progression, right? An, an overwhelming feeling of progression, meaning like in this life, we have experiences and we take these experiences to the next life and then we continue to progress. And so God to me is progression. And so the thing that I have thought about multiple times this last week is if, uh, if, um, if I am gay and the church does not say that people are not created gay, we've sort of gone away from it's a nurture versus nature. So if, if, if God creates me gay, but doesn't allow me to be married or have a family, but only allows me to date, you know, and maybe minimally show affection, the idea of progression for those people who are born gay, there is no progression, right? Because, because, and, and these are a lot of things that I, I, I genuinely would love contact at the cultural hall.com the way that you wrap your head, your head around these things. And if it's just a, if it's a thing that you're like, well, I don't know. And we'll figure it out when we die. You can save me those emails because I like, I get that I'll probably be able to figure it out when I die, but I am curious as to how you, you, you bring the calm to your mind about it. Um, because well, I mean, I, I do something like that in in some cases, but it it's never completely satisfying. But I, right. in my mind, I'm like, yes, I I know that the atonement of Jesus Christ is all encompassing and it's all sure. about, and sure. it's all you know, um, and what that actually means because we're in a mortal state, a fallen state, and what sure. that means in the next life. And truthfully, what what do we know of love that is completely different than what love is in the you know as we progress? Sure. I, all of that are open questions, and I would love to hear other people's points of view because yeah. I can't get anywhere concrete in it, and I think that's why it's hard to be right. satisfying about yeah. it. And I think it's also why, in the church, we can't get anywhere of how to how to how to actually embrace these people. We're almost yeah. leaving them on their own to say, "Well, and that's what I'm saying." It fe it feels very like, "Yeah, your God is progression, but also not for me, not in this case." And if we're the same here as we are hereafter. Meaning, if I was created gay here, I'm created gay and am gay hereafter. Well, well, then the idea of me being with, you know, an opposite sex hereafter makes no sense to me. So I would love it. Contact at theculturalhall.com and look forward. That's a little teaser for something for 23, 23, the munchin mingles. I was going to call them linger longers, but there's already like an online group that they do something like that so i had to go with a different alliteration and i wanted food to be part of it uh let's do your hear him andrew best of luck in your surgery please be safe please do what the doctor tells you no alcohol pal it's a clear liquid but don't be confused okay uh, sounds good and and should we die before our journey's through happy day my friend don't make me cry to finish this out. Yeah. Say hello to Brother Kyle. Save a seat. <laughs> <laughs> In 1886, on his way home from services in Kronoback, Sweden, Carl Boberg found himself caught in a thunderstorm. He described, quote, We hurried to shelter. There were loud claps of thunder and the lightning flashed across the sky. Strong winds swept over the meadows and billowing fields of grain. However, the storm was soon over and the clear sky appeared with a beautiful rainbow. Upon arriving home, he wrote the words to a poem entitled, O Storgud, probably pronounced that wrong, but it's How Great Thou Art. 
The poem was later set to a Swedish folk tune and translated into German and Russian. In the early 1920s, the Reverend and Mrs. Stuart K. Hein left their home in England for Poland, where they learned the Russian version of Boberg's song. Hein then wrote original English lyrics and arranged the Swedish melody. O Lord my God, when I in awesome wonder consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, thy power throughout the universe is displayed. In 1957, J. Edwin Orr introduced How Great Thou Art to audiences in the United States in a roundabout way by attending a conference in India. Music was not his goal as he was there to preach. Orr heard Hines' English translation sung by a Naga choir from the state of Assam in northern eastern India. He was so impressed that he took the song back to America and performed it at a college conference where he spoke. The children of Tim Spencer, a singing cowboy and actor who had found fame singing in the Sons of the Pioneers alongside Bob Nolan and Roy Rogers, attended the fateful conference. Spencer owned Mana Music Incorporated, a a Christian music publisher. He quickly arranged to buy the rights to the song and then began publishing it. A short time later, it expanded into into popularity through the Billy Graham New York City Crusade, where it was sung 99 times. In 1959, it became the theme song for Billy Graham's weekly radio broadcast, bringing How Great Thou Art into the national consciousness and to the ear of artists like Elvis Presley. The hymn was the title track of Elvis' second gospel LP, How Great Thou Art, released in March 1967. The song won Presley a Grammy Award for Best Sacred Performance in 1967. There are 1,700 documented recordings of How Great Thou Art. It has been used on major television programs and motion pictures and named the favorite gospel song of at least three United States presidents. My father was among the many people who claimed this hymn as their favorite. My father passed away near the end of the year of 2004, and me and my siblings sang this song at his funeral. Even though I was familiar with the hymn and had performed it many times in various groups and bands, I was moved in a new way when I sang the words, When Christ shall come with shout of acclamation and take me home, what joy shall fill my heart. Then I shall bow bow in humble adoration and then proclaim, My God, how great thou art. Singing it to my father's memory brought forward this hymn's beauty. There's nothing like a good hymn to feel closer to the Lord. Singing out those lyrics makes one feel feel like his strength and love wash over you. When I think that many chance encounters and serendipitous occurrences combine to birth How Great Thou Art and bring it to prominence, it's hard not to be amazed by the sheer improbability of it all. And when I think that God, his son not sparing, sent him to die, I scarce can take it in. That on the cross, my burden gladly bearing, He bled and died to take away my sin. It's a little like pondering the creation of the earth and the atonement of Jesus Christ. The story of this beloved hymn is a mirror of my understanding of the mysteries of God. Every layer that I uncover is laid on again with a new mystery. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, How great thou art, how great thou art. In the meantime, Chris at Alpine Lakes Travel, Rick McGee, Debbie Wanless, and Chocolate Cake Bites Podcast, we'll be saving a seat for you on the back row 
of the Cultural Hall. Save me a seat, it's sure to be neat. On the back row, we 